0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive Overeater. Today is Thursday, January 17th, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book. We're on page XXIX, and we're going to be reading two paragraphs, starting with, Men have cried out to me, and ending with to the ordinary psychological approach the reference numbers for yesterday yesterday wednesday the 16th 7am eastern time meeting was 12426 that's 12426 and the 10am eastern time meeting yesterday the share code is twelve thousand four hundred and twenty eight. That's one, two, four, two, eight. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous i will now ask diane g from new hampshire to read the 12 steps
1: good morning everyone this is diane g from new hampshire i'm um, a recovered not cured compulsive overeater the 12 steps of overeaters anonymous number 1 we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Penny, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Diane G. And now, will Esther F. read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, please? Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered
2: compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles
0: before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thanks, Esther F. Now this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature. Then ready, ready
3: to go. Yep, everything's done. I'm ready to go. Ready. Ready
0: Would everybody please press star one to mute? We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify ourselves as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page XXIX, paragraph that starts, second paragraph that starts with, Men have cried out to me, through two paragraphs ending with, To the Ordinary Psychological Approach. I will now ask Katie G to begin the reading for us. Good morning, Katie.
4: Hello, Miss Penny. Good morning, fellows. This is KDG, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic, in Boston. Men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeal. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. Faced with this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must. i He must sometimes feel his own inadequacy although he gives all that is in him it is often not enough one feels something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change though the aggregate of recoveries resulting from psychiatric effort is considerable we physicians must admit we have made little impression upon the problem as a whole Many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach. And this is Katie G. Um, I love these two paragraphs. What really stood out for me is that, A, I'm a compulsive overeater, and B, that no human power can relieve my compulsive overeating. Like, how many times did I say, you know, I, I can't go on. Like, I have school. I have this job. I have all of these external things i I, and and they're not changing and what's so fascinating to me is that the consequences like i'm in a state right now today thank you god of entire abstinence and recovery but i know that if i picked up the food i i may have to um I may have I would I would give over my husband uh, my my daughter like anything in order to get that sense of ease and comfort so having things to live for doesn't change my inner disease no human power no human power and as ugly as that sounds that is the ugliness of my disease and then this humble beautiful amazing man says I'm inadequate what I can do, like he says, yeah, we have on a whole, on the aggregate, we've made some improvement, which is true. There is some improvement in terms of the ordinary cycle, you know, these psychiatric efforts, but, but I'm inadequate. Something more than, than human power, and I think of, you know, the essential psychic, essential is vital, remember, our vital science so like when I would go to my doctor and, and she'd ask me questions and say, well, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? I would answer the questions to, to figure out what drugs she would give me, right? Or when I was in therapy, and, and trust me, there is a point for therapy and medications. It's an outside issue. But to use those things to solve my internal problem only, they never worked. This ordinary psychological approach never worked. Why? because it's human powers right i have to have an entire rearrangement and i think of the human powers that i can get stuck in today right like i can get stuck in thinking i have the perfect sponsor i have the perfect program friends i just made the perfect phone call i just did the perfect 10-step turnaround i have the part like nothing outside nothing outside and for me god does work god with skin on absolutely works but if i am so dependent on people we all have clay feet we all have clay feet the doctor is inadequate my sponsor is inadequate like my sponsor can bring me to the spon- problem solver. I, as a sponsor, can bring sponsees to the problem solver. Internal problem, internal solution. But in order to really change and stay recovered one day at a time, it is an internal solution. And I am so grateful. I'll just close with this. I'm so grateful to know that today and to have that reminder throughout this book. So let's do it again another 24 hours. With that, I pass.
0: Thank you, KDG. So, before I take names to share, what I'm going to do is just listen. Please wait till I I finish. Um, And I'm just going to write names down. I'm going to do my best to hear whoever, and I'm going to take about five names at a time. So, I did hear Matt. Matt M, was it? Lisa Lisa, B. Elise N. Elise N. N, Elise N, N. Johnny N. N. Yeah, just just say your name once, and I'm going to get. You know, we're going to trust God that I get the ones that most need to speak this morning. So Elise far, I have N. N, Lisa B, Lorraine, and Elise. Only N. Kim, Kim G. G. I have to Okay. I have Matt, Lisa, Lorraine, Elise, and Kim. We're going to stop there, and then um, I'll try to get whoever I missed next round. So, Matt, will you start, please?
5: Thank you, Patty, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. from New Jersey. You know, I've learned a lot that I will have the perfect program, that I've been in the room for over 10 years, and I've had multiple sponsors over the years, and uh, I've learned multiple ways of going through the steps
6: but the only way
5: to go, really go through the steps is to the big book. I learned the hard way that I can't work this program by myself. I need others to do it. I need my higher power. I need God on my side. I and mean, God is on my side because I never would have gotten to where i have gotten if it wasn't for him now. And I still have a long way to go. And I realized that, you know, it's only one day at a time, you know, to read this big book with everybody on the line, the his opinion and the other five preceding chapters that are going to be coming afterwards the following chapters, not proceeding. The following chapters, is gonna it gives me a sense of peace and inner yearning that I didn't have before, you know, inner peace that I never would have had if I didn't find this, this literature of this program. I finally have a sense of, of usefulness and um you know of acting on life rather than reacting to it in essence a new way of living. I'm grateful that just for today I can I can be a useful member of society and help others besides myself. Because it's not not just about me, it's about others as well. You know, I have to take myself out of the equation and learn how to be there for others, be other-centered rather than just self-centered. And I'm very grateful I have the opportunity to do that today, one day at a time, and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much, Madam. Good to hear you. Lisa B., it's your turn. Good morning, Penny. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Thank you.
7: Thank you so much. Thank you. Sorry, I had to ask that. (laughs) Um, My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, I just wanted to share my own experience. And that is that I become very action oriented and I just want to have something that's going to fix me. And I remember I was going to physical therapy once. And I had such high expectations, they're going to fix me, they're going to help me, they're going to help me, they're going to actually put me back together. And one day he explained to me that his role was to work with me to help my body get into the position where it will heal itself. And I was so disappointed that it wasn't going to be this person, you know. And I found that I can do that in this program, that I think if it's the right person, the right person that I'm going to talk with, the right person that's going to take me through this work. And I overcomplicated. it. I had to learn that I've got to take everything in this book literally. I have to take it all literally. I can't think, well, they're just exaggerating. That was a different time period. That was back in the 20s and 30s. And they had much lower bottoms and they're alcoholics. And no if i want the same experience at this first 100 experience i need to i need to do exactly precisely what they what they did and the role of my sponsor is to help me to hold a flashlight to help me understand really what the words what the directions mean and to go through this big book with me with a fine tooth comb so that i can have that experience that this big book promises and you know i love that when I was studying this big book with my sponsor, my guide, one of my, one of my guides explained to me that the, the miracle of this book is that it was written for people to design and ex- to create an experience for people who knew nothing about what was contained in this book. And that's why I really believe it's divinely inspired. But like what was so beautifully shared by Katie is that it's not about the person. It's, it's about the work that's done in this in this book, and as an addict, I tend to think it's going to be this person, you know, this personality. It's the work that's that I do in this book, following it precisely. So with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. And now, Lorraine, will you give me the initial
8: of your last name, please? Lorraine. This is the least. Elise N.
0: I thought I heard of Lorraine. All right, go ahead, Elise.
8: Okay, sorry. Hi. Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you for your service. I'm thrilled to be up early enough to hear this meeting. Um, I wanted to share on this idea that, um, you know, professionals not being able to, you know, help people with this addiction, um, and I am both an addict, you know, and a recovered um compulsive eater, and I am a therapist. And it is a great honor and privilege. I mean, every every week I get probably at least five people walking into my office that have our addiction. And I'm I'm tickled pink to just you know, someone came in that I mean had been about 290, about my height, and had had the surgery. Surgery, you know, had been advised to have surgery, and now she's binging and and starving herself, and worse than she ever was before. And she said, you know, she's coming to therapy to fix her food problem. And I said, I can't fix your food problem, but I can help you with the deeper issues that cause you to eat. There were a lot of them. And I, I, I what I do is I get on my computer, I go to a vision for you, I show them the website, and then my I go with what they're telling me. And I picked, you know, um, one person had where people were making fun of her, her family. And I went on to Harlan G.'s
6: podcast.
8: Where and uh, you know where he's talking about um, his family making fun of him, and she was just blown away. And I don't play it for an hour, maybe four minutes. That's all it takes. It's 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 all it takes to identify. And I'll and depending on who the person is and what they're telling me, I can. And if they're interested, I never do it if someone's not interested. But. I believe like I've heard a lot of people in these rooms that are recovered and they'll say, My therapist told me about OA or my therapist told me about AA and that's you know, I don't you know, there's enough humility there. I don't have all the answers. I'm not gonna sponsor people that um, you know, that are that are coming as clients. Um and, and yet if they do have something that's upsetting them, it's I think the 10th step is the most effective way sometimes to get through anger or frustration, um, to have a spiritual element added into therapy. Um, But in any case, I'll just share also that I'm extremely grateful. Um, I was in relapse for years. Um, I was kind of, had a God, uh, a big God moment when my sponsor that i have now called me and said do you need help and i had someone else sponsoring me and i didn't even know she meant that she wanted to sponsor me and i said yes i can barely walk and that's time elise thank you for listening thank you for
0: your share thanks and now we have kim g
9: good morning penny good morning everyone my name is kim g Something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. You know, this reminds me of the appendix in the back, um, the spiritual experience, where it says, what often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished with years of self-discipline. You know, we're getting a good education here about the idea that not everyone who drinks is an alcoholic, that you know, 90% of of, uh, Dr. Silkworth's patients, he could help through traditional ways but there was this 10% that needed this essential psychic change. So for the 90%, I think of sayings that I heard, I've heard in the rooms in AA and OA that work for people who aren't part of this, this type that Dr. Silkworth is saying needs the, the essential change. So the idea of HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, a tools-only program, avoiding your triggers, avoiding people, places, and things, thinking the drink through, remember your last drunk, those are all human aid that works for people who don't, aren't part of that 10%. And what is that 10%? We've been educated that I, you have an allergy of the body that's biological. You can never, ever, 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 ever have those foods again. But the greater aspect is this mental twist. You have a mind or I have a mind that will always convince me it's okay to eat. So that's why I need that essential psychic change. I need access to a power. I was listening to one of my favorite spiritual teachers yesterday, and she said something that blew my mind. She said that belief in a God is meaningless. The experience of God is everything. And that's what I had to realize. I had belief. I had a belief in a God. However, I was still continuing to eat because I needed access to that power. And what the steps do is it gives me access to a power so that I can have that essential psychic change. You know, we often hear, don't leave till the miracle happens. The miracle's happened. You're in a room of Overeaters Readers Anonymous. Why don't you stay now that the miracle has happened? You know, we're in January. A lot of people are coming back to OA after another relapse and another relapse. I did that for 17 years before I became recovered eight years ago. And I often hear, don't give up. I'm going to ask you today, give up. Give up the food. Give up your old ideas. Give up what worked before and is no longer working today. Surrender, succumb to this beautiful spiritual program that is available to everyone instead of surrendering and succumbing to the disease and the food. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. All right. Now, if you just say your name once, I'm going to take more names, and I'm going to listen carefully. Who else would like to share? Janie S. lady C. Joni e. M.
10: Harlan G. Kelly S.
0: Kelly S. That's all I'm going to take right now, Okay. And here you just help me a little bit. Janice PM. I have a Lisa. Your last initial, Lisa? J. J. Someone whose last initial is C.
11: Lane C. Lane? Lane. Yep, like a road.
0: Okay. Then Joni M., Allen G., and Kelly S. All right, Janice, good morning. Janice P.M.?
12: Yes. Good morning to you. Um, <clears throat> good morning to you. See, you know, I can't even remember your name. Penny. Penny C. Um, <laughs> and everyone, she has a, a mental block here. Um, but thank you. You've got good ears. Okay. My name is Janice P.M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, this paragraph is, is well, they're all great. But, you know, I can so identify with this. It's, you know, if you count the eyes in here, there's so many eyes. You know, we're we're telling doctors, I cannot, you know, go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must. You must uh, help me. Well, thank God the person who's talking to the doctor says, you know, that they admit that they need help. However, like it was said many times, we're looking for something outside. That's tangible, you know. Um, uh, we know where power, well, I don't know if we know where power is. We know, but we want you to fix me and manage me and give me the results. That's what we're looking for. But the doctors are admitting here that it's not a problem of mental control because I, am, I, I cannot manage my mind because my mind lies to me. I can stop, and then my mind tells me, it's okay, you can start again. So this is why they're admitting, the doctors are admitting, uh, just like I have to admit, that I am powerless and no human power, whether it's my, you know, we talked about sponsors, or we talked about, you know, doctors. I mean, I was married to one. I could get any diet pill that you needed. But you see, it's all up to me and my mind and a higher power. So the humility shown here by the doctor, he's saying, "Yeah, I don't know. you chronic alcoholics, you know there's something missing. I can't do this. You know, ordinarily ordinary psychological control I can use, but if you're a chronic, compulsive overeater, I cannot help you." And that's been my experience for many, many years. Essential. It's got to be an essential psychic change. Well, I can't do it because my mind is sick. My mind lies to me. So I can't heal my sick mind. There has to be another power higher than me to manage my life. And with that, I'm going to pass.
6: Thanks.
0: Thanks, Janice. And next we have Lisa J.
13: Good morning this is Lisa J Recovered for this twenty four hours A couple of things really stuck out to me and um, I've had a crisis of belief this week and this number one as a sponsor, I can carry the message but I can't carry the compulsive overeater and not you know I have to remember that our higher power is that they have a higher power and it's not me. And no matter how many things I can suggest, if they decide not to tap into that higher power, if they're trying to rely on my strength, it's not going to work. And secondly, it was a fear issue this week that was just consuming me. And I used all my tools. I went to page 68. I read about fear, did an inventory, walked through the steps, looking for that spiritual awakening. But sometimes it is just my higher power saying, you know what? I don't get to have that sense of ease and comfort that I had with food. Sometimes I get it through tools or a phone call walking through the steps, but sometimes I just have to be still and quiet and pause. And God is in the pause, and thank God he was there in the pause for me this week. So I have to remember I have all these amazing tools, this amazing program, these people to call, but I need to rely on that higher power because that, has what, that is what provided for me that personality change sufficient for recovery. And I have to look for that only in one place. A lot of other tools. This is a great path. It's the path that worked for me. And um, God led me to this program. This program leads me to God every day. I'm grateful. Thank you, Penny, for your service. Pass.
0: Thanks, Lisa J. And now Lane C, your turn. Lane C.
11: Good morning. This is uh, Lane C. Recovered, a compulsive reader in Rochester, Good morning. York. Thank you, uh, Penny, for your service, and thank you, everyone who's on the line. I so appreciate all these different voices. And, I mean, uh, you know, something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Um, and I certainly uh, had a therapist who recommended OA to me, thank God. Um, today, because after she recommended moderation and that was not working, um, I was really grateful to find these rooms and grateful to find um, to find you know a way to uh, something more than human power. Find a way to a higher power. I think right now I'm just having moments of God doing so much more for me than I could ever do for myself. Working with sponsees who are teaching me so much about this program. I mean, one thing that doesn't happen in a therapeutic setting is to be able to be of service with other people. And um, I know that for me um, today, working with uh, folks is just teaching me so much and really inviting me to go deeper into the program. And and I know that that is, you know, my higher power um, helping me out and helping to teach me and, and making me more teachable. Um, I think uh, for me, I'm someone who can really get in their head and can get really, um, you know, can, can latch on to, to an intellectual type of a program. But that's not what this is. This is an action program. This is a program that asks us to be of service, that helps us to grow in heart and spirit. And I'm just so grateful for that. And so grateful for all the shares and all the people who are on this line, whether we hear from you or not. Thank you for being here today. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lane. And now, Joni M., Joni?
1: Good morning, Penny. Can you hear me? Good morning, yeah.
14: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for your service, and thank you everyone who's here. Um, I must stop, but I cannot. One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Boy, do those words resonate with me this morning. You know, um, ignorance is bliss. When I first came into the program and I was struck with... um, abstinence and started working the steps not knowing what to expect and having had a spiritual awakening as a as the result of the steps i was able to go through a couple years of joy and and living happy and free but i didn't i didn't cherish enough or i didn't nourish enough that that relationship with my higher power and as it started to wane and as i started to not stay spiritually fit Slowly but surely, I lost that spiritual awakening. And then I was relying on human power. I was relying on everything I had to keep my abstinence. And when I did lose it several months ago, I went through a couple of weeks where I kept saying to myself over and over, I must stop, but I cannot. I didn't realize I was using these very words because I was dishonest. I wouldn't tell my sponsor. I couldn't tell any. My ego had come back with a fury. And I was trying with everything I knew how and being a you know, having been a psychiatric nurse, I was even using my own psychiatry to try to tell me what to do, but I could not do it. And I knew that I needed something more than human power to be able to have that happen. And I knew I needed to get back working the steps. But I had to be I had to be humbled first. I had to have the humility to admit my mistakes and open my heart up to being able to let my higher power come back in and surface and work with my sponsor and my sponsees to let them know what had happened. And I knew that I couldn't, it wouldn't, nothing would happen until I was willing to do that. And thank God, thank God, the day that I was able to be willing to do that and admit it, everything changed from that point again, because this is the spiritual awakening that, that keeps us being able to live um, in this beautiful recovery. So um, I just wanted to say that um, thank God uh, for this program. Thank God for all of you here. And um,
0: with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Joni M. And Harlan, it's your turn.
10: Thank you, Penny. Thank you for your service this morning. And thank you to Team Thursday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. am a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeal, Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. When the big book wants to tell me something, it does not tell it to me once. It tells it to me several times. It spirals the information. On page XXVII in the doctor's opinion, it says, We doctors have realized for a long time that some form of moral psychology was of urgent importance to alcoholics, but its application presented difficulties beyond our conception, beyond whose conception, beyond medicine's conception. Here he's telling me again in these paragraphs that he is a doctor. He knows the problem. He cannot help me. He is admitting his powerlessness over the alcoholic. On page 60 in the big book, God tells us in these, in these words, B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. I am so given to looking for earthly solutions to my problem, and they are not there. I have had doctors put me on diet pills when I was 9 years old that would have stopped a cow from chewing its cud. I have been on diet pills at 10 years old that would have stopped a tiger from running around in the in the jungle. I have been medicated. I have been abused. I have been threatened. I have been bribed. Nothing works. There is no earthly solution to my problem. There are earthly solutions to some of my problems, but there is no earthly solution to my problem. And when I say my problem, what I mean is the physical allergy and the, and the twist of the mind. I must turn to a power greater than myself. There is no way that me, who, who who is inside this body and inside this mind, is going to solve this problem. Nor will it be you who is of this earth. I must work the steps. I must have a spiritual awakening. And I absolutely must continue to do so or I will eat myself to death.
6: That is what
10: I am biologically predisposed to do. I have to stop looking on earth for the solution to my problem. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much,
3: Holland. Holland G. And now Kelly S., it's your turn. Thank you, Penny. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Oklahoma. Um, of course, nothing new to share, but um so grateful for this. So one feels that something more than human powers needed to produce essential psychic change. I know everybody's been honing in on that, and I shared this a couple of days ago about being in this program. You know, of course, we all did this outside of these rooms, you know. Um, when I get married, when I have kids, when I find a better job, when I make more money, whatever, and those things didn't fix me. Then I come to the rooms, when I get a better sponsor, when I get a better program, when I find a better meeting, and none of those things fix me. You know, 30-something years of always looking, looking for a a different power, right? And it tells us in the the We Agnostics, which was a game changer when I went through it with you guys, by the way, and it says that um, we found the great reality deep down with in us it is in the last analysis only there he may be found you know when harlan said you know um you know we have to turn to god and that power is there and that's what i would forget and this is a we program yes it is a we program i need you guys but you guys are the ones that get me to god this is the access to my higher power and i just wanted to share today because um so i'm I'm, in March, I'll have four years of recovered abstinence, which I never even made it a year, by the way. And, and I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I have humility sometimes, right? But I think, you know, I'm recovered. I'm doing this deal. I got this. I know you're not supposed to put people on a pedestal. I say it all the time. Don't believe in your, your sponsor. I'm telling you guys, I've done this, been there, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? My sponsor relapsed. And I'm like, wait a minute wait, what? Um, well, that was easy to tell you guys, but I had to really look at where my power was coming from. Okay, so then I worked through that. I'm good. Then one of my closest network friends uh, has relapsed. And this last few weeks, I've had several people, it seems like lately, having re- relapses. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing, I mean, I thought to myself, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this without my people? I never had a network. You guys don't understand. This is the first time in four years I've had a network of friends. I need my people. Well, I do need my people. But where's my God in all this and what you know my people have done for me they've asked me that Kelly where's your God and I loved it reminded me my God is in the pause so I've been spending more time in my um, spiritual prayer and meditation getting close to God because it's right there I just have to close my eyes tap into it and remember I am powerless something other than human power you guys are amazing I need you guys I need this literature I need reminders go to God, because without all that I am blocked, but when it really comes down to it, what's going on with me and my God, and I need to remember that, and I've struggled so many years by myself looking for other solutions, and I'll wrap up with this, glad you guys remind me of that, grateful today I'm willing to do the work and take the time and spend it with my higher power, glad to be here, thank you Penny for your service.
0: Thank you Kelly, yes. And now I'm going to take four more, and then we'll see if we have time for others. So, this who else? Larry. Larry.
12: Melissa C. Sandy
15: W. Okay, Kathy.
0: wait a minute. Larry, Melissa, Tina S. Kathy. Tina. K. Donna okay. K. Who just said her name and in, in her last initial is K? Kathy K. Kathy. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do those four, and then we'll go from there. All right, um, Larry K, Melissa C, I think Tina, and she'll give me her last initial, Kathy K, and uh, then we'll go from there. Okay?
6: Hey Penny, good morning. Good morning. Morning, good morning. Larry. Good morning. I'll make it make it short. Um, so Larry K recovered. Um, I'm in a little small town airport called O'Hare so there's going to be <laughs> some background noise. Uh, but I'll do the best I can. Right, right? Have you ever been here? It's, uh, anyway, um, the, uh, you know, my, my daughter used to joke around when she was younger, and she said, Dad, you're not a real doctor. A real doctor has a stethoscope and a tongue depressor to check my tonsils. I, I'm not that type of doctor, right? I deal more with the, the, the mind and so forth. And I had a lot of synthetic knowledge um, and, and, and that was supported by professors and, 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 and other folks that said, you know, you're going to be able to help people. What a beautiful thing. You're going to be able to help people. And, you know, and I really set out to try to help people. Um, it, it certainly helped to deflect from my own, my own issues, that's for sure. When I was, and I, I don't doubt that I helped people. I still try to. But the synthetic knowledge, what was difficult for me, and maybe it was, it is or was difficult for you, is bridging the gap between, you know, peeling away the layers of the onion, you know, kind of that psychoanalytic, looking, that approach, looking at all the things that happened to us, the traumas, the, you know, we were loved not enough. We were loved too much. We were this, we were that. I'm not, I'm not diminishing trauma. Some of us on this line have had tremendous trauma in our lives. And we think that's, Certainly, it must our ra- you know we rationalize that, and we say that must be what is feeding our compulsive reading, and for me, it is not, and thus, those solutions and looking for those for that, that kind of stuff is not it, it will feed your curiosity, it may give you some comfort in knowing you know some things about yourself, your own personal narrative, but it will not solve this problem, not this problem. I tried, I tried. There are good doctors. There are good helping professionals that will support you and will guide you and use that synthetic knowledge so that you can process and wrap your brain around some things and maybe reprocess some things, and that's great, and I'm not knocking it. But this program was designed to enable one to have a spiritual awakening that would realign you with your higher power. And for me, I'll just say wrapping up, that was a tough bridge to gap. A, a gap to bridge, you know, to to move over. Because, frankly, uh, a higher power. What, what 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 are you talking about? What, you, let's let, let's let's talk real. A God is gonna is gonna do this for me. What God? Where is he? She? it, What? And all I would say is that was my mindset. And what I came to realize is that if you work these steps and trust the process, see what happens. See what unfolds. Belligerent denial is not going to help. I think for me what I had to do is lay down my ego and my pride and all the things that I thought I knew. There was much that I didn't know that I didn't know. And could I be open to that? And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Larry. Larry Kay, and Melissa C., I believe.
16: Hi. Good morning, Terry. Yes. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Thank you, Penny, for your service. Um, yeah, so that essential psychic change, that change that's necessary in my thinking, um, can't be produced by any human power. I cannot force myself to think differently. You know, that I could try to act differently. I could cooperate you know, with the actions that people suggested to me. But I could not force my brain to say, stop thinking about food, stop thinking about food, stop thinking about yourself. Because the more I said those things, the more I was actually thinking about food and thinking about myself. And, you know, any professional that I ever went to never told me the truth. You know, um, and maybe because they didn't know it. You know, I don't believe those people were out to hurt me. I think they, they were doing the best they could. And they didn't have the, the necessary information nor the experience. And, you know, I love nothing more than working with people um, in this program and and not being or pretending to be the power, not being the power merely sharing just what sponsors have done for me, their experience, and allowing people to have their own psychic change. You know, those thought patterns, God changes it. There is some power far greater than, than human beings that can change it. And for me, you know, I don't know when it happens. You know, it happened in, in steps. It happened as I took step after step suddenly my my thoughts changed, they evolved they I let go little by little of my design, my plan, my wishes, and just became open and that 's for me where this psychic thing happened and you know i I think also um there's there's like, well, this sounds so hokey how could i don 't get it and and give me the recipe, tell me exactly what to do. Well, guess what? There is a recipe. It's the steps. It's follow the actions.
6: And it might be
16: hokey, but you know what? If I've fallen for a hoax, um, I'm happy. I'm happy that I've fallen for it because it's worked. Thank you. With that, I'll pass.
17: Thank you, Melissa C. And Tina, your last initial, please. Thanks so much, Penny. Tina S., uh, Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Well, what a great meeting this morning, grateful to be on the line and to have the opportunity one day at a time to, to live this way of life, which is a gift. And, you know, I, too, am on the same page as all the people that shared. You know, uh, throughout my recovery, I, I wished it would have been human power because that's what I was looking for, you know, uh, for a long period of time and, and did not work over and over and over again. And, you know, one of the things that I love that it talks about was is the One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. And that's what it tells me in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. On page 45, it tells me exactly that. Lack of power, and that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And then it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable, make you able to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. You know, those couple sentences saved my life because I, for many, many years, I looked for something different, you know, and so I know today that. How I get this power is to work on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, to have that psychic change, that spiritual awakening, which was for me spiritual awakening, not spiritual experience, over time, through the process of 1 through 12, and it continues to happen daily through the process, through 1 through 12. You know, this cannot be over and done with. And I am so grateful that I finally got that beaten into me. This cannot be over and done with. I must do this one day at a time. And I'm so grateful for all the people on the line that really help me daily. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina S. Kathy K. you're up.
18: Thank you, Penny. Um, this is Kathy Kay, Recovered in Boston. And I'm so grateful to be hearing everyone's shares today. Um, I, too, have found the solution uh, to my food problem or my I really found the solution to my living problems that I used to try to address with food. Um, but I'm noticing uh, as life grows hardballs and whatever else my way, um, that sometimes I return to old ways of solving problems in my head or in conversations, and I forget that I need to spend more time in quiet prayer and meditation um, the pause that were taught about in step 11 somehow um, I lose its grasp when uh, life gets really difficult and that, that's what I'm experiencing right now my food is entirely in order but life is a whirlwind and um, Uh, I have a tendency to go into the twisted thought that I can solve these problems in my life if I just think long and hard enough about them. Um, And what I'm reminded to on today's meeting is that I need to surrender, just like I surrendered my food problem, I need to surrender these life problems that are catching my attention, putting me off guard, um, and leaving me with moments of despair. Um, So thank you, everyone, for sharing today and reminding me that um, the same thing that works with my abstinence can work with my life problems as well. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy Kay. And did I miss a Sandy W.? Sandy, are you there and would you like to share?
15: I am here, Penny, and I would love to share. Thank you. All right. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yes, this is Sandy W., gratefully recovered um, in Connecticut. And I too, like so many have said, that was my, those were my words, crying out um, um, in what I thought was probably, or hopefully, the last house on the block for me when I went and sought um, treatment for my disease. You know, I can't go on like this. I must stop, but I cannot. You know, and and when I think about that treatment center that I went to, I, there was a lot of good that came out of it. Um, you know, they had a nutritionist who understood the allergy of the body, and they gave me a food plan, um, but it was kind of a um, a blanket food plan for um, for eliminating those foods that were alcoholic to um, people that generally. Um, Um, had eating disorders. So there was no mention of entire abstinence or figuring out my personal alcoholic foods and foods ingredients. And um, all I was taught to abstain from at that point was sugar and white flour. You know, and they also um, taught me some coping skills for when those human emotions build up. But without the psychic change, as everyone has mentioned, and a connection to a higher power that, that, um, that could solve my problem, I continued to succumb to the emotions and eat because of the mental twist. So while those professionals were very helpful and my binging certainly lessened in intensity and frequency, I had not surrendered and admitted my powerlessness. But that powerlessness became more and more obvious each time I again picked up my food. Um, You know, even with all that self-knowledge and the counseling and the support I got there, you know, that knowledge continues to help me in many ways. But the most helpful thing to come out of that experience was that I realized that um, that was that, what I thought was the last house on the block for me. It couldn't fix me. It couldn't give me the peace with food I so desperately sought or the power that I needed to, to find that peace. Um, but it did bring me to my breaking point and to these rooms and our big book where I learned exactly what I had to do as so many of us talk about, work the steps in entire abstinence. So now, in, now instead I get to cry out, you know, I must go on like this. I must continue this big, beautiful, recovered life that I found here, you know, by continuing to work these steps one day at a time. So um, thanks again, Penny, for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Sandy W. And now we have one minute. Does somebody want to grab that one minute? Anne Marie M? Anne Marie. Okay, I'm going to time yeah. you for one minute.
19: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, this is Anne Marie M in South Carolina and um compulsive over eater. Um it's been mentioned uh, a few different times. I and I just wanted to share my experience with uh, making my sponsor um a higher power, you know, no human aid and how devastated I was um, you know, when what I thought, she failed me, but you know what? She was just being a human being, and uh, that, was quite, that was quite a long time ago, and uh, ever since then, um, well, I've been through the steps and have learned about my character defect of people-pleasing, and I think that's where, for me, it stemmed of uh, just trying to please her like she was my God, and I'm just grateful for today that I have a God who is loving and compassionate and is not human. So um, that's about it. I don't know if that's a minute,
0: but I will pass with that. Thanks so much, Kenny. Oh, nice. Good. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie M. Thank you, everyone. We're going to have to close now. Anne-Marie is our last sharer. Um, th- so thank you to everybody who joined us on the line this morning, especially for all those who shared. Join us in an unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, January 17th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 12,432. That is one two four three two. We'll now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Kelly S read that page 164 for us
3: thanks penny it's kelly s recovered in oklahoma um our book is meant to be suggestive only we realize we know only a little god will constantly disclose more to you and to us ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick the answers will come if your own house is in order